Welcome to Humans Are Us, Human Lives, Human Stories, a podcast about ordinary people living extraordinary lives. These are the stories of people that said yes to themselves. Their experiences have helped to make them who they are in this moment. By sharing their personal stories, we hope to inspire others to live their truth. This is a podcast about growth and being one's true, authentic self. Please be advised, this podcast contains adult content and language. Hello, and welcome to Humans Are Us. I'm your host, MJ Love. This week, I'm talking to Garrett. He grew up in San Luis Obispo, California graduated from the University of Miami, where he studied music business and entertainment industries. He's a co-parent to two adorable cats with his amazing partner. Garrett has many talents, singing, dancing, and making finances seem less intimidating. He's a certified money coach, founder of Financial Coaches Community, and co-founder of Financial Coaches Network. He has been a one-on-one financial coach for about five years. He created his financial coaching business, Be Awesome, Not Broke, to help people become more literate about finances. Hi, Garrett. Thanks for being here today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. So we're just going to jump right into it. Let's talk money. One's narrative with money is important and having a lack mindset can negatively impact a person's ability to make money. Can you talk about your money journey and how you came to believe you were deserving of being financially independent? Dang, that is a big question. I love it. We're starting off with a bang. (laughs) It's like, we'll just jump right in there, right to the good stuff. Uh, I think an important thing before really diving into that is when you talk about a lack mindset or scarcity mindset, I think is another word that people are pretty familiar with. So I just want to make sure that people don't put it on themselves where it's like, I am wrong because I have a scarcity mindset. It's a, if anyone has listened to Brene Brown's work or talks, kind of the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is I did something wrong. Shame is I am wrong. And I just have seen in the years that I've been doing this work, a lot of internalization of like, oh, if I have a lack mindset or not a growth mindset or scarcity mindset, like I'm wrong. And I just want to make sure that people don't feel that way because it's something that we learn oftentimes that we're conditioned, whether we inherit that from our parents, we learn that from our parents, our friends, other family members, society. Um, And it's not like we jump out of the womb and like, oh man, I have a lot of insecurity around money, you know, that stuff that we've learned. So I just want to make sure that that caveat is put in there so people can give themselves a little bit of grace in this work. And back to your actual question, um, which is kind of my own money journey and how I came to believe I was deserving of being financially independent. Wow. Um, it's been a journey. And I think first and foremost, it's important to say like, I don't have all the answers and I don't have it all figured out and I'm not perfect. Yeah. I've been doing this work for five years. I like to think I'm pretty darn good at it. And I especially love helping people around their emotions and beliefs around money. And like, this is a lifetime of work. So, you know, just like 
the work of um, dismantling oppression or going against patriarchy and misogyny and racism. It's like, this is the water that we swim in. So it's never like you just kind of, oh, well, now I have a growth mindset and everything's good. I'm never going to have to do any more work. It's uh, we're in a society in a world that um, doesn't necessarily set things up in a way that like we're going to thrive or that we're going to have that kind of a mindset. So just know that these are the waters we're all swimming against. So this is going to be work of a lifetime. So that being said, I received some beliefs from my parents around money that have just been really hard to shake. And, um, you know, it has to be, you have to work hard to make money. Money doesn't come easy. There's not really a lot of money. So you have to be really careful and attentive to how you spend it which occasionally has me be like a miserly man in terms of like be trying to make sure that, okay, I know where every dollar is going and that we spend it wisely and accurately. And that can be really helpful when there isn't a lot to go around. But when you start to have enough, it's like, well, now I'm just that obnoxious person who's like, are we tracking every dollar and putting exactly where we need to be? It's helpful at a certain time and place. And that's an important thing to note. It's like money scripts and stories. They're here to help. We internalize them because they're helpful at the point in time in which we learn them. Right. When I was growing up, we didn't have a lot of money to go around. My dad was a teacher. My mom was staying at home with us. And so not spending a lot of money and being careful is important. But later in life, now that script doesn't really work as much because that's not either my family situation or my situation. So it's important to be able to step back and look at what stories are serving me, what stories are no longer serving me, honoring the ones that served at a point in time and saying, okay, and also now it's time to let you go. And what else, uh, what new stories can I put in place in order to actually grow in the way that I want to and live a life that I really enjoy? I think that's so well put. And it's so important to remember that money, just like so many other aspects of our life, is about growth and it's never going to be static. Things change, especially we've all learned this year. Definitely growth, for sure, I feel like is the word of last year. Uh, We'll see what 2021 brings. I've heard a couple people say that 2021 is just 2020 with bangs. And I love that statement. (laughs) It's just like, just Yeah, just with bangs. That's it. Same thing. Just trying to look a little, you know, different. Same thing so far. It's a slight makeover. (laughs) Very, Uh, (laughs) very very slight. Let's hope um, it was a professional bang cut and not an at-home bang cut. Well, these are still COVID times, so it probably was an at-home bang cut. Let's let's be real. Oh, well, then it's a bit of a disaster for everybody. Uneven bangs for all. So your business started out helping people get a better handle on their financial situation. And it has since evolved to being a business that helps women become financially literate. Can you talk about why you specifically work with women and what drove you to focus Be Awesome Not Broke into helping women become confident, badass money mavens? Yeah. Well, as uh, my partner has said multiple times, and actually some other clients have said, they're like, you're not a real man. And I take no offense to that at all. Uh, Some have had the word real. Some have just said, you're not a man. And the way that I hear that is like, well, you don't fit into this traditional expectation of like what a man 
should be. I'm doing air quotes over here on the video that y'all can't see, but it's, you know, these traditional, uh, masculine characteristics of, you know, when they're like, be a man, don't cry, don't share your feelings. And, you know, just like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and rub some dirt on it. That's not really who I am and been conditioned to think that I need to be that way. It's been a lot of unlearning and it's going to continue to be a lot of unlearning, but you know, I I honestly just like have never felt that comfortable (laughs) around men because most of the men that I've been around, like wear the mask and say, I have to be a man versus how I see myself, which is much more like sensitive. And I have a lot of emotions and I'm trying to learn how to tap into them better because I've been conditioned not to. And, you know, I've learned that the people who I really enjoy working with and who resonate most with me are those who want to have a deeper conversation around money and you can't talk about money without just talking about or by only talking about the numbers this isn't only specific to women but i think certainly women and femmes are more conditioned to be open and vulnerable and go into that space where men aren't as comfortable or conditioned to so naturally we just kind of attract each other um and 90 plus percent of my clients have been women ever since i started And so at a certain point, I was like, I just enjoy this a lot more. And so I'm kind of figuring out the best way to put it. If it's like, it's a long phrase, but like, I help women, femmes, and man sprites, I think is a more accurate kind of encompassing of who I love to serve and and why. Just because I um, don't do well and don't enjoy kind of having someone across the table who isn't really being themselves and isn't sure how to be open and honest and vulnerable in these conversations. I think it's so important. Young boys are brought up to, you know, not cry or feel those feelings and kudos to you for feeling all those feels. I, I know personally, it's been a journey for me too. So uh, feelings can be hard. Yeah. And surprise, you shouldn't only just feel the good ones. You have to feel the bad ones, but not like, you know, let it overtake you. But if you don't feel all the feelings, you're kind of not growing in my opinion. And it sucks sometimes. I completely agree. It's like, if you, if you don't allow yourself to feel both the good and the bad, you actually aren't allowing yourself to feel like the entire human experience. Cause not everything is rosy all the time. Like hence 2020. Right. And you have to be with what is, Otherwise, if you don't, if you can't feel, at least in my experience, like the depths of the just terribleness and sometimes really challenging and painful emotions, you don't have the high highs either, right? It kind of like limits the bandwidth if, uh, that you're able to feel and ability to connect with others. If you don't allow yourself access to your own pain, you aren't going to be able to really connect with other people who have experienced pain. Remember to feel this. It's going to ultimately help with connection and all these other things. But I'm with you that it's hard to do. Well, I think it also feelings come back to um, being able to discover and really work with your money story Um, because it can be quite painful to look back on your childhood and think about what money, you know, how money was taught to you at that age. One thing that's been really interesting that I've discovered in doing this work is 
I've worked with a fair amount of people who have done a lot of internal work, kind of that self-work. And yet money is often not talked about in relation to that kind of work. I think one, because money is still relatively taboo to talk about this idea that how much money I have defines how worthy I am in a, as a person um, because capitalism. And I also think because people in the helping professions like therapists, oftentimes when you're in those helping professions, you can have your own money scripts and stories where that um, make it really hard for you if you haven't processed them yourself to be able to walk someone else through it. So it's been really interesting again, working with people who have done a lot of self-work and been in therapy for a long time to do something like a money biography, which is looking at a money memory from every year of their life that they can remember. And them just starting to see like, holy shit, like I never thought of these things from the perspective of money. And now seeing how these behavioral patterns, these actual like patterns of events that happened have created this narrative or how they impacted my belief in this particular way um, actually helps unlock when you start making movement on that money side, it actually, you know, humans are holistic. We can't really compartmentalize pieces of ourselves. So it really helps on your ability to understand those other parts of yourself as well, which is another reason why I love this work. Yeah, you're helping them with money, but you know, that translates to so many other areas of a person's life, which is so beautiful. Um, Because if you think about it, money is so important to our lives. We use it every day. You know, you need money um, just for the essentials of life, even just for like shelter and food. I think so many of us because of various reasons, we disassociate ourselves from money, you know, that people are so scared of that aspect, instead of being empowered by using it as a tool to make their lives better. Mm -hmm. And in that point, you know, I think, for those who are listening, and might be thinking, oh, like, damn, that's me, right? I a bill comes in or something comes in in the mail that even looks like it might have to do with money, like just goes under that pile of all the other things, you know, to help them feel a bit less wrong perhaps. Cause I know there's a lot of feelings of guilt and shame and anxiety and stress and fear around money is again, those were learned or taught and oftentimes like responses to trauma that can be related to money trauma. You know, these are natural responses to, Oftentimes, whether it's little T trauma or big T traumatic responses related to money or otherwise. And so when you go into these kind of automatic responses of just not wanting to think about money and pushing it to the side, it's almost happening at a level below your conscious awareness, where it's just this response of like, oh, here comes fear and shame, and I'm just not going to deal with that. So um, I think it's helpful for people to know that they're fighting kind of underlying biology to a certain degree of their um, subconscious wanting to protect themselves to not have to face things that are really scary and have been traumatic um, and hopefully give a little bit of permission to then be kinder to yourself when those things happen. Maybe we should make kindness the word of 2021. Oh, that would be nice. (laughs) To ourselves, you know, because I think a lot of people do. um, And I know I have in the past too, and it's been such a, 
intense growth experience for me to learn to be kind to myself. And um, like you said, give myself permission to maybe have that knee jerk reaction of fear um, surrounding certain things because at one time that did serve me. So especially with money, like that hundred percent was me. Um, And I've learned to (laughs) not be like, Oh crap, there's a bill or, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, it is hopefully kindness can come into play a little bit more. And again, it's a practice. Like it's something we have to learn every day. And some days are easier than others, a hundred percent to allow yourself the room to be kind to yourself and accepting of not every day is going to be, you know, sunshine and rainbows. I could not have put that better myself. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the founder of Financial Coaches Community. Can you talk about how that came about and what exactly is that? I have a Financial Coaches Community. I have Financial Coaches Network. I have Financial like all these things related to financial coaching. And it's just like, it's hard for people to keep it straight, even me to keep it straight. You actually started on the right one, uh, financial coaches community, which is actually, um, so I'll see if I can keep this really short. Started Be Awesome Not Broke about five and a half years ago. And that was helping people one-on-one with money coaching. And then about two and a half years in, I wrote an article that said, here's what I've learned so far about how to be a financial coach, how to start your own business. Here's the difference between a financial coach and a financial advisor and put that on a blog for a financial advisor. Who's like really well known in the industry and had a bunch of people then start reaching out and be like, Hey, you sound like, you know what you're talking about with financial coaching. Can you help me? And at a certain point I was getting a lot of requests and said, I'm starting to be the bottleneck here. I know I'm not the only person with knowledge around this. Let me start a community so that other coaches or aspiring coaches can help each other in order um, so that I'm not the limiter on help, right? So I created the financial coaches community. We now have 3,900 aspiring or current coaches in there which is really cool. And that's been up for two and a half years and out of the financial coaches community and out of my experience in being a financial coach and launching and building and growing a financial coaching business, I ended up partnering with a um, professor of entrepreneurship and personal finance. Who's also, who is a financial planner. And we started financial coaches network, which is a a business incubator and accelerator for financial coaches to launch and grow successful financial coaching businesses. That's great. You are so busy and it is great to hear. <laughs> also that you are part of this wonderful community of people helping each other because it can be quite lonely being an entrepreneur. So having a community or people you can kind of talk with and bounce ideas off with and not feel so alone is so important, especially now when we can't see people face to face. Amen. And, you know, I'll be the first to admit that like, I'm not someone who naturally leans towards community. So it's hilarious that I like have this community of other coaches that are connecting. Um, so I, I just say that because people 
who have come into the community have been like, oh my gosh, like you've built this great thing and you, you're putting me on this pedestal of like, you must know everything of what you're talking about and you must be perfect. And just to dispel that notion for people, I know this happens a lot um, in our society, but uh, for me, it's been an exercise in having that community to be more open and honest and vulnerable, um, especially when people see you as an authority and an expert, right? That can even be more challenging to say like, Hey, I'm still human. Um, but it's been a really helpful journey for me too to try and model, um, what I think is really important in, especially the financial services in, industry that has always been male dominated, has off, has more often than not really focused on things like beating the market and, um, like showing how smart I am when I work with you. So let me use a lot of jargon. Let me show that I'm the expert and you don't really know, which is why you need me versus, Hey, how can I help teach you what you need to know and weren't taught by your parents or by society so that you can actually go out into the world and feel a level of confidence and security in what you're doing in managing your day-to-day finances so that you honestly can do it on your own so that you aren't dependent on a coach like me for forever and that you can feel safe and comfortable and heard and not judged in these spaces, um, which I also think is incredibly important to help like undo the conditioning that many people have been taught. And especially I think, you know, women and femmes have been taught that like, you aren't smart enough. You aren't good enough. You should let someone else handle this and all these financial you know stories and narratives that we pick up. And it sounds like you are trying to change a system that has been, like you said, very male dominated. And that is great that you're doing it in such a compassionate, thoughtful, beautiful way. And you're doing it by leading by example. You're not just talking about money. You're talking about people and the relationship to money and how that affects them and the rest of their lives. Yeah. Cause you can't talk about money without talking about what's important to you what your values are, you know, the goals that you have, money is just a tool, you know? And if you go really deep, money is really just something we made up and assigned value to, and it's not even real, which is kind of a cluster when you think about it, but we won't go down that rabbit hole, but it it really is something. It's just a tool. It's not the end game in and of itself. So if someone says, well, how much should I have in savings or you know, what should I do? It's like, well, what do you care about? in the world, what's important to you, what do you want to have happen in your life? So I love that you said, you know, you can't bring up money without it having impact every other area of your life. That's a hundred percent true. It, it really depends on, you know, where you are in this moment and, you know, what's important to you again in this moment, because what's important now isn't going to be important, maybe even in six months, a year, Um, Because especially the climate of this pandemic, like we don't know what is going to happen in the next six months. You just don't know. And uh, and just a quick aside, I I appreciate you being very kind and like tooting my horn around trying to do the work in the community. Um, And I will say, like, I have a bunch of blind spots being a straight white dude. Right. And so just acknowledging that it's not like if I'm going to screw up, it's when I screw up. Right. We all got massive blind spots. And so just how do I do better? How do I repair the hurt? Um, How do I put people in positions who can not just affirm what I'm doing, but be like, actually, 
here is what we can do better. You need to do better. So that's one thing I think is going to be a big step for me is, you know, um, my circle has been very much people that look like me and think like me for most of my life and really realizing, wow, that's a very limited way of existing, almost like not having bad emotions, right? It's just, you don't have access to much of what the world really is. And so figuring out, okay, how can I not just do myself, but like put other people in positions where I can empower them to do that as well. So I think that's for me, kind of like the next big leap, whereas I've gotten more comfortable being myself and putting myself out there, but you can't do a whole bunch of stuff by yourself, honestly. So I think that's the next kind of big thing for me to tackle and growth point, um, to be able to like really grow, um, as a human. That is great. And I, I think your growth mindset is so important. And I think that's why you have so much compassion when it comes to money and making, you know, looking at someone as a whole human, um, because you do, you do realize like we all have faults. Um, like you said, we all have blind spots. Um, it's just about acknowledging those blind spots and learning from that experience for sure. Yeah. It reminds me of like, uh, God, I'm going to, I forget who said this, but she was like, the work of being an anti-racist is honestly just like the work of being a better human to other humans. And so I think when you talk about growth mindset, what I hear is like, oh, this is just work of being a better human to other humans. Cause it can sound like, especially in this kind of, uh, I don't want to just say capitalist, but where productivity and personal growth is almost like seen as this thing you have to achieve and get to, you know, people can like feel behind in their personal development and feel like I'm not being good enough. Like I'm not being good enough in the work that I'm doing to become a better human. And it's like, all right, let's take the pressure off and just remember that like this work, it happens at our own pace. And ultimately you're just doing it to be a better human to other humans. And that's fun. Actually, that can be exciting and make the screw ups less awful. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think that's so well put. Yay to being a better human to other humans. I'm all for it. Agreed. Um, <laughs> so now I'm going to ask you my favorite question. Uh, because I guess when I found this out, I just loved it for you. And I was so excited. So let's talk about your decision to pack up all your stuff and become a nomad. Short-term nomad is what maybe I'll call it. Because I know there are some people that do nomad, like the digital nomad for years and years. Uh, the first time I did it, it was about a two-month road trip. Uh, I was living in New York City. And honestly, the city just kind of had eaten me up by that point. It's so fast-paced. You know, there is this expectation that, like, you know, you live hard in New York. And you go there to work your ass off, to have a lot of fun, to oftentimes, like, work yourself up to a certain position. And then, like, leave um, is what I saw a lot of my friends doing. And... I just realized New York wasn't for me. And so I needed to get out. And so back in 20, gosh, I'm trying to remember what year that was. Was it 17, 16 or I think it was actually 16. It's like, all right, I need to take a couple months off. So I um, decided to take a road trip around the Western part of the U S a really important part for people. and And a good takeaway, if anyone is thinking of making a big life change is you have to put it out into the world before you get everything figured out to make it happen. So I didn't know how I was going to sublet my apartment. I didn't have a car. 
I didn't know how any of this was going to work, but I put it out on Facebook and was just like, I'm going to do this thing. And that made it real. And so by vocalizing it and verbalizing it and telling people about it, I then found someone to sublet my place. I found someone who was like, I'm not using my car. You can use it. And we can oftentimes feel like we have to get so much of it figured out before it happens. But I think by just taking a leap of faith and saying, I'm going to do this can oftentimes have the wheels start turning and the puzzle pieces, you know, kind of start to be put into place in a way that just isn't possible if you try and get everything ready and perfect before telling the world. So that's a little thing I've learned that's important when you're making big change. And it was great. I was just traveled around, I think eight or nine States, um, working from the back of my car. I had a little spoiler on the back. So I just like put my laptop on the back of the car. I would tether my phone to my laptop and it was just a, it got me grounded in how much I love nature and that I really needed a slower pace of life. And so I eventually moved out in New York city. I think about a year thereafter, I moved back to San Luis Obispo, California and met my partner, Amelia, and then did a second kind of, you know, nomadic trip where we took uh, five months this time around the Western U S with the two cat baby or, well, at that time we had a cat and a dog and just kind of slowed down the pace from the previous trip. I mean, there are pros and cons to anything that you do, but I realize that for me, how important nature is, how important just getting out of what can be like the energy of a larger city kind of get regrounded and we're incredibly fortunate that we both have jobs that we can work remotely, right? So that is huge. I know not everyone has the ability to do that at this point in time. I think that is such a beautiful um, experience for both of you. So I know music is a huge part for you and dancing. Um, something that I so like, I just love that about you, that you're so into music and it's such a joy to see how much music brings you joy. Um, so is there a song that you're like super into right now to either dance or sing? Well, like, I don't know, you're doing laundry or making dinner or. Yeah. So um, one song that I've really been uh, rocking out to is Ain't Got Far to Go by Jess Glynn. I think that's the name of the song. I'll have to double check. Um, it's got such a fun beat. So Amelia and I dance to this all the time. Um, but yeah, Jess Glynn ain't got far to go. She's got killer pipes and the beat whenever, even just thinking about it right now, I'm just like, Oh, here we go. Feeling a little shake. Get a little wiggle. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I can't help it. It's just doing it and I can't fight it. Not going to fight it. So that one, honestly, turn that on and you will not be able to sit still. So if people want to follow you, I don't know, have you be their money coach or learn more about anything we talked about today? How can they follow you? For sure. So, I mean, if they want to see me dancing to songs I enjoy, I've started doing, um, what is it? Money movement Mondays or like pretty much. I just like dance on uh, Mondays and put those videos up there. So I'm on Instagram at be awesome, not broke. Um, if you head to my website, be awesome, not broke. That's another place where you can get in touch with me. Those are really the main two. Um, that would be the best way. And honestly, if you just like have questions, want to say hi, you can send a, 
little email through the contact form on the website or just shoot me a message on Instagram. Either way, they'll get to me. Yay. Well, thanks, Garrett. Um, it was a pleasure. Thank you. See your face. It's been so very long. I know. <laughs> it has been too long. And just to see you pop up on that video, I was like, today is a great day. It is. It is such a great day. I really appreciate you taking the time. You were such a busy human being. Um, and it's always a joy to talk about money with you. And I just love your outlook and to continue to see your growth as a human being is inspirational to me, uh, to know that there are people out there in the world, like you trying to make the world, like even your little corner of the world, a better place, um, you know, through your personal growth and learning. And I just think that's absolutely beautiful. So thank you very much for being you. I honestly could not say it better. Thank you for being you, for being kind, for being thoughtful, for doing this, for speaking to other good humans. Um, And just thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Humans Are Us. Never miss an episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to rate and review. Enjoyed this episode? Share it with someone you think would love to connect with our growing community. Do you have a story to be shared? Check out our website and send us an email or connect with us on Instagram at humansareus.com.